Share delicious vegan cooking with someone you love. With more than 400 online lessons, home chefs of all skill levels are sure to enjoy the gift of plant-based courses. Show your appreciation and let them know you care with an introduction to healthier home cooking by visiting vcoco.com forward slash the jealous vegan. That's V-E-E-C-O-C-O dot com forward slash the jealous vegan for 10% off all gift cards for the jealous vegan audience. So I do think there's something to it, and that's just World According to April. I think there's something to having something to love and to take care of that that gives us a sense of maybe peaceful purpose. So I guess the the conclusion is, have a kid. (laughs) (laughs) Get a dog. Get a dog. Buy plants. (laughs) Or put on some music. (laughs) Sit in the sunshine. Cheaper option being. (laughs) Put on some music. Welcome to The Jealous Vegan, a podcast about healthy eating, habit change, and the hurdles we all need help overcoming. I'm Jennifer Hunley, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, also known as The Voice. Today we are joined by April Frazier, confidence coach, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, also known as The Influencer. Jendai Jackson, owner of Jendai Asha Creative, also known as The Entrepreneur. Lisa Carter, founder of Kinetic Fitness, also known as The Balancer. Lawrence Rassall, The Weekend Chef, also known as The Artisan. Near the end of our season, we always like to do something a little bit more lighthearted, and we thought that this would be a good opportunity to talk about some of the healing influences that are available to us outside of the traditional modalities. And so one of the things that we really wanted to talk about is the power of music. I recently heard another coach that I follow, I recently heard him say, he was talking about embracing our truest spirit, the idea of like dancing when no one's watching, right? How it feels. And he actually said, get high on LSD, laughter, singing, Dancing. Oh, I feel much better now because I was getting worried. <laughs> yeah, I saw your faces. I saw your faces. What is she talking about? But so right before we started this episode, we listened to a bunch each of each other's hype song, which is something that I use in coaching to help people anchor. Actually, I asked what's your hype song because it actually when people talk about their hype song and they listen to their hype song, they get their energy automatically rises so naturally. This comes as a result of me being friends with Jen, who always had this song, and I noticed she put it on, and no matter what she was feeling, she'd come right up. And I was starting to think about my hype song. I started to notice other people have hype songs. They may not know that's what that is. And so we listened to each or almost everybody's hype song before we started the episode. And I'm just curious, what happened to your energy as you were listening to your hype song and other people's hype song before we started this episode? I love this topic because I feel like I am everything music. I mean, Jen is is that way as well. And we identify when it comes to music. And so I'm very well aware of the profound impact that music has on your mind, your body, your soul, your emotion, just everything. It's just all encompassing. And I love it to death. I'm passionate about music because of its power. And yeah, when I listen to my hype song, I don't I don't have a specific song. It's more of a genre. Um, I love house music. I love tribal music, Fila Kuti, and, you know, just anything that just 
takes me out of whatever is happening at that moment to transport me to a place of joy. And so, yeah, your, your dopamine levels go up, smile plasters on your face, you close your eyes. It's like you start feeling like you're in a world of, of notes and sound. And yeah, it's, it's special. It's really special. One thing I noticed when we were like listening to all the music, and I've had this conversation before, is like I feel like there's two types of people in two different ways. You have people that either listen to music that matches their mood, like they want to sit into it, or you have people who listen to music because they want to change their mood one way or the other. And then you have people who listen to the music for the music and the music for the lyrics. And so that's always interesting to me to just see where people sit and how they fall and how they see music and, you know, absorb music. Like for me, I'm one of those people that I feel like I listen to music to match my mood, not to change it. And so if I'm feeling mellow, it's funny because, you know, since I've gotten married, my husband, for sure, if he comes in the house and I'm playing music, he knows instantly what kind of mood I'm in because it matches. And he's like, oh, you're feeling mellow today. Great. You've got the Joe Scott on. <laughs> got it. You know, Homer's is like, he comes in and I'm playing Afro beats and he's like, all right, you're, we're, we're getting hyped today, you know? And I'm also a person that I listen to music for the lyrics because I just feel like, one thing I noticed when I was, you know, we all go through those like teenage phases or whatever, but I was a really intense teen- teenager. And the one thing that I felt like I can confirm that audience. Yes. Can confirm. yes. I was really intense. And one thing that I found is that, you know, music was my way of identifying what I was feeling with somebody else who had felt it. So the lyrics of the song like, oh, you've been heartbroken, too. And oh, you've had this problem, too. And oh, you you've been sad or you've been happy or you've you know, whatever mood I feel like I have or whatever experience I feel like I've gone through. Music is the thing that I feel like I'm not alone and whatever I feel and I can find somebody else who's been in the exact same space. It was comforting to me, like I'm, I'm not alone. So I, I like that music is so uh, deep, you know, it's like all the things in, in, in something that we think is, is so, you know, we take it for granted. I think a lot of times, but it's very powerful music and the impact that it has. Can we get everybody to identify the way that Lisa did just now? Would you classify yourself as a melody or lyrics person? And do you use music to influence your mood or match your mood? Just quick answer round, round the room. I vacillate between the two. So sometimes I would say primarily I would be more of a beat seeker. So if the beat sounds good, regardless, regardless of the, the lyrics, which is probably not recommended, I'm going to like the song. And then usually, but then again, at the same time, when I'm not, when I'm feeling sort of moody and, and uh, reflective, I, I will tend to lean towards the lyrics. I was going to say, I don't know if we're talking about an artist, but I, when I'm in that reflective mode and I'm feeling kind of, in my heart and feeling sort of in that mood, like Adele, like speaks to me on any album, Adele. And would you say that you use music to change your mood or to match your mood? To definitely to match, similar to Lisa and I think Jindy as well. When I'm working, of course, we're working from home now, the majority of us. So I, I have something and if it's repetitive where I'm, you know, I work with spreadsheets and, and, and documents. If I'm doing something that's repetitive, I want something upbeat that can kind of help me to uh, move, not necessarily with a beat, but it kind of helps me to, it speeds the pace of my workup. Uh, so for right now, like the foreign exchange, 
And I don't know if you guys have heard of them, but I, I love mm-hmm. the foreign exchange. Yeah, yeah. Jenny says, yeah. So that's like my just kind of go to music uh, while I'm working throughout the day or just cleaning the house. Yeah. Cleaning the house, that type of thing. Yeah. I'm a matcher. Uh, mood is going to my music is going to match my mood. In fact, I I mostly in silence because I my thoughts are so loud all the time. <laughs> so when I have music on, I wanted to I wanted to bring to keep me where I am. And I definitely my hype song doesn't have any lyrics, but usually when I am uh, listening to music, it's because it gave me the feeling. They gave me words to something that that I've been meaning to express or something I felt that put it in a different way for me. And at the same time, there's nothing like a drum. I, I'm all in on a drum. I, I'm 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 African, because <laughs> yeah. I love them drums. Drums are nice. Okay? And when they when they come, it's nice. It's like you gotta move. You, you got to move. I'm so surprised by that. Even though I've known you for a while, and I feel like I know you really well, April, I know that you don't play a musical instrument and never have. And so I was, and you're a poet, and I feel like you're writing, I've told you, your writing can transport me to another place on the planet. And so I would think that you would be really tied into lyrics much more so than melody. I think I am. I'm so surprised. But... I make an exception for drums. <laughs> <laughs> Jindy, do you want to answer the question first before I go? Yes. So I typically match my mood, except for in the evenings. In the evenings when it's time to switch gears and wind down, I put music on to help me do that. And then for the second question about lyrics and melody, when I was a teenager, like Lisa, I was, I was really intense, really dark. So I, <laughs> so I, I was all about the lyrics, the, the sad, the, the, the deep lyrics. But as I've gotten older, it's all about the beat. It's all about the melody. I thought it'd be the other way around mm. for you. Yeah. It's interesting. Those sad, dark teenagers, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Dramatic. Just in, for I no used to reason. Be, yeah. I used to sit on the floor of my bedroom and look out into the dark night and stare at the lamppost while playing Quiet Storm. Like, I was doing oh. that at, 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 at 12. I thought you were going to say, like, 23. <laughs> at 12. No, 12. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, poor thing. Poor kid. I've played many instruments in my life. I almost believe that I had a real talent for music and then I let it slip away um, as a teenager. But I've played the violin, the oboe, the clarinet, the baritone saxophone, and the trombone through the course of my, you know adolescence. And so I listen to music, I believe, a little bit differently than other people because I'm listening for the individual instruments and how they all combine to create the sound or this mood or this feeling. And I feel like music really evokes a sense of activity, much more so than just listening to words. Now, don't get me wrong, there's some songs that have amazing lyrics and I really connect to them. And I feel like they, uh, I think it was to Lisa's point, or maybe April said it, but the ability to to bring forward an emotion that I cannot express on my own. But I definitely listen to the melody. And I am also someone different than all of you. Music influences my mood. So I use music to change how I feel. And as an extrovert, that's probably not all that strange. But I found myself really relying on music to bring me up or level me out, depending on the situation. So the reason we bring this up 
and I'm glad, Janet, you dovetail really nicely, segue, is the idea that when you take that model of what really brings us into a healing state or takes us out of it, but but in terms of a hype song, the laughter, singing, dancing, LSD, right? Two of those things are around music. You have singing and dancing are around music. There's something really spiritual and it's used in religion, right? But it's something really spiritual about music and what it does to us. And I first came in contact with this with my friendship with Jen, I think I've just mentioned, but I noticed that you started to use music. You, you would put on music and it would change you. And I was like, huh, see now that doesn't happen for me, or at least I'm not aware of it happening for me because I usually put something on to mirror me. And I would notice that it would change things for you. And I noticed in the different modalities that I picked up for helping people to heal and to understand themselves that a hype song actually is something that's pretty consistent for helping people to heal and to notice, Hey, when I got this hype song on, I'm always up. Okay. So where else in your life can you feel like the hype song? What else brings you the hype song feeling? And that as your bar for where you choose to be. So if you're not there, cool, what could get you there? And I think just having that awareness of like in your body, what it feels like when you got your hype song on and what it feels like when you got other stuff going on in your mind and your body and all that other kind of things, it gives you some like a baseline of like where, where you can be. And also the idea that you can put yourself there by choice. That I think is a powerful, a powerful modality to add. The sun does that for me apart from music no matter if it's cold or hot either like if i if i can stand outside and feel the sun it completely transforms my mood but i don't always have the power over the sun like you just said like sun goes down so what is it going to be what what's that thing going to be for me apart from music since we're you know we're already we've already discussed that that can influence my mood or, or can heal me when i'm going through some sort of distress or some sort of circumstance that brings me down. And I think that movies do that for me, convert me to a new world, books do anything that really takes you out of what you're doing or how you're feeling and transports you to a new place really, I think can do that for us, which is nice because like you said, then we have the choice. We can choose to pick up whatever we want to pick up and heal using that, that method or that mode. That's a fair point. The only thing I'll point out is music transcends culture, background, politics, political boundaries. Like you don't always have to understand the lyrics to love a song or to be picked up by the music. There's something about it like math that just trans it doesn't matter what language you speak. This hey, this is good. <laughs> Kids pick up, they don't have to understand, right? They can't be they don't need to be able to read to know this song touched them and you can see it because if they're small enough and they haven't been socialized to not dance, <laughs> they're going to move their body <laughs> and they can't help it. You know what I mean? I think that's the thing of like something that brings you so powerfully into all of who you are. What I notice is that people and grown American adults, as far as I can tell, don't really dance <laughs> except for, you know, clubbing and then Maybe some other places, but overall in a social setting, we're not really dancers, generally speaking. This is different in other cultures where they have a culture of dancing. They have a dance, salsa, for example, merengue or something like that. But like, 
African. My 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 brother-in-law is Cameroonian. He they definitely dance. But there's like all the time, right? But there's in this place in this culture, I find we don't really dance. It's not socially acceptable to dance in front of other people. And yet the idea being that dance and music and singing are these things that transcend all the barriers, hit every human at every level. And it absolutely has this power to change us and put us in our most, uh, most in touch with, with our, our truly alive and self. We're not just spouting some woomy woomy stuff. There's actual research dedicated to how music can improve our quality of life. And so I want to run through a couple of things that are cited in this Harvard Health Medicine article. So one is improving the quality of life for people with dementia, right? And if you think about, to April's point about music kind of transcending all of these other barriers or boundaries, we don't have to understand it in order to be moved by it. And so that's one way. So another is aiding pain relief, helping with physical therapy and rehabilitation, reducing the side effects of cancer therapy, restoring lost speech. Again, um, it's interesting to me that we learn through singing when we're children, because that's an easy way for us to not just compose, but hold on to memories. And then that melody is what helps bring it back to mind. And so when you've lost the ability to speak, it's interesting the connection between your, the right side of your brain and so if you have a left brain or left side of your brain injury, you can sing something and then help restore your mind's ability to translate that into speech. And then finally, easing anxiety and discomfort during procedures. I actually had a, an experience with this. I um, was getting a medical procedure done. It was an outpatient thing really quick. And in fact, I was on a conference call when I arrived at the doctor's office. And when they took my blood pressure, it was too high. Because, you know, I was on a work conference call that was kind of distressing. And so they said, hey, you know, we'll we'll give you a couple minutes and we'll come back and take your blood pressure again. But if it doesn't get down to whatever they considered a normal level, we won't be able to do the procedure today. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just uh, block out that thing that I was just going through. And I put on this song. It's called When She Smiles by an artist named Jeff Lorber. And it's a pretty smooth track that's basically just piano, guitar and saxophone. And the lady came back two minutes later, blood pressure was like perfect. And so she's like, wow, I've never seen that before. And I was like, mm, that's my song. It just brings me back to center no matter what's happening. And I think that that was the first time I tested music's ability to, to really impact what's happening on the inside. You know, music is the one thing that scientists say that they can't in, in the evolutionary theory, right? They don't have a theory for why music moves us the way it does because you know evolutionary speaking you don't need it it's not a part of a survival anything there's some real physical tangible benefits to music and the way our bodies perceive it and what's the word i'm looking for like balance off of it or the way it it interacts with our body i have a friend who suffers from fibromyalgia you guys know what fibromyalgia is, right? It's like pain in the body, indistinct. They can't, scientists don't really know what it causes it and all the things. Just, she, her, when she is really in pain, she'll wake up in pain. If she sings, the pain will gradually diminish. And I'm like, if I didn't know her per firsthand, I would be like, eh, this is some woomy woomy stuff. She's making this up. But we've tested it. Really, she's tested it, right? Like every time, like I, I, if I sing, and the hard part is getting into the thing of like, I don't feel like singing, obviously, because I'm in pain. But if she does, 
her pain gradually. Like, I, I don't, it, I, how do you explain that? I want to go back to what um, Jenny mentioned about sunshine. I feel the same way, especially in the height of the pandemic. I find that if, well, my best memories are in the middle of the water. But aside from that, if I can just sit in the sun for just 20 minutes, I feel like everything's going to be okay. And that whatever's bothering me is not going to continue. And I don't know what it is scientifically about the sun, but it definitely changes my mood. If it's not sunny and we have a couple of dark days in a row, I feel it in my mood, absolutely. And can't shake it sometimes. See, I have that same sort of effect when it comes to rain. Um, I was born, I don't know if this makes a difference, but um, I was born in May. And so that's a month of a lot of rain. But there is just something, even you know, with the spiritual work that I do, when it would rain outside, I didn't have a problem with it. When I needed to go out and be in the elements, it wouldn't bother me. You know, just a, an umbrella or some type of uh, a jacket to shield myself, but it didn't bother me getting wet. And even so, at night, I have this rain sort of simulator. And not every single night, but maybe 95% of the time, you know, I'll play that for, you know, the first four hours while I'm asleep and it just relaxes me. So rain does that for me. The sound of it, the smell of it. Well, not all rain, but here in the city, but um, for the most part, rain is very therapeutic for me. Yeah, I'm a sun baby for sure. Don't give me no rain. <laughs> I don't want it. No, thank you. Mm -mm. Sun baby all the way. Can we talk about animals? Do they have a healing oh, effect? Yeah, for sure. I'm Supposedly. a big, yeah, I'm a big believer in the animals. I can't wait to move so we can get an animal. Yeah. I got married at just the right time before I became like that lady, you know. I was headed in that direction, y'all. <laughs> but they say that most of the time, you know, like you have the whole crazy cat lady stereotype. But they say a lot of people who have a lot of animals tend to be empathic, meaning that they feel a lot of things around them. They sense people's energy and emotions and that animals help to balance that. And so I definitely noticed the difference. I used to have two cats and I lived by myself and I definitely felt like when I came home at the end of the day, there was just something about having the cats. It helped me like wind down. It helped me like come all the way down and kind of like flush. I'm a big believer in like I flush all of the stuff of the day because I'm like, I can't keep it. <laughs> I can't keep your problems. I got to release that to somebody else. <laughs> so I'm a big believer in like I come home and I like flush all the things that people tell me and and all of the things. And I, I do think that the animals were very helpful for that. I I miss having the the animals, but well, specifically, yeah. I mean, you had cats. That was helpful. pretty much it. Have you had any other animals? Oh, I mean, no, through the course of my adult life, I've had, oh man, five cats, three dogs, and a lizard. So, <laughs> yeah. we, we didn't get to have animals growing up. Okay. See, I was so. just the opposite. Yeah. I had fish, yeah, cats, dogs, uh, <laughs> hamsters, gerbils, the whole gamut. So, right now, I just, I love plants, similar to. Uh, Jindy's husband. I just, I enjoy them. I just, I have a jungle in my living room and each room is becoming a separate, separate jungle. So that's my, it's, it's therapeutic for me to see them grow and to know that they're alive 
and that I can nurture them. And just to see that, that's that's powerful to me. Yeah, I have a, a dog and I, I guess I really didn't think about the healing consequences of having a dog or owning a dog. But I do sit down on the floor with him every now and then and just rub his stomach. And I feel like that is a ritual that him and I have together that calms. I, I really do it to calm him or to just show him love. But it does it does impact me as well. I had to think about it for a second. Like, hmm, does Cody change my moods? But yeah, if I'm if I'm going through a tough time, then I, I definitely feel like I will gravitate towards him and sit down on the floor with him and rub him and pet him to give us, I guess, both that, you know, that calming effect. I love dog sitting Cody. He was so great to have around. Our space is so small, but he was so great to have around. And he was so happy to be with you. Like, I, like you treated my dog better than I treat him, I think. I just, like, I felt like both of you, both of you guys, all oh, three of you guys got yeah. so much out of that. It was so good. Cody and I would get up in the morning and we would go for like this long 45 minutes at like hour long walk. And he loved it and I loved it. And he would like see other dogs. And I was like out with my tea and, you know, playing my podcast. It was great. It was great. That's that really convinced my husband. Like, okay, we're going to get when we move and we have more space for sure. We're going to get a dog. And especially like in COVID, I think just him having him around and it was a nice break in the middle of the day. Like he works at the computer and then he's like, oh, the dog needs to go for a walk. So let me, you know, put him on his leash. And he got outside for, you know, like half an hour in the middle of the day and he came back and he's like ready to go. And so I think there's a lot of benefits to having an animal, but we love Cody. (laughs) (laughs) The whole idea of the emotional support animals didn't come from nothing. So clearly there is some connection with how animals help us feel, especially dealing with anxiety and depression. Yeah, absolutely. Emotional support. I was thinking too, it's probably at least as I have experienced it, it's not just the idea that Animals can provide some balance to the energy. Um, I think that that's true. I have seen people change. I also think there's something healing about being able to take care of someone else or something else. There's something really contemplative about connecting and caring for this other living thing. I think that's true with plants or with animals and other humans. I know for myself, I'm calmed. When I feel that my love, I have sufficiently cared for my loved ones. I'm a person that's super independent. I normally would be like, girl, as long as I need you to handle your stuff so I can go off and do the things I want to do and keep my brain occupied. But I have noticed that when people that I love are cared for, my Nana, my husband, daughter, um, friends, everybody's good. Everybody's good. I've done my part to support them, done my part to love them, done my part to to help them through whatever they may be going through, I feel calmer as a result of that. So I do think there's something to it. And that's just World According to April. I think there's something to having something to love and to take care of that that gives us a sense of maybe peaceful purpose. So I guess the the conclusion is have a kid. (laughs) (laughs) Get a dog. Get a dog. Buy a plant. (laughs) Or put on some music. (laughs) Sit in the sunshine. Cheaper option being. (laughs) Put on some music. Put on some music. music. (laughs) No, but just think about and explore all the different ways that your environment can help you achieve a sense of calm, balance, and happiness. 
Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard today, please take two minutes and leave us a review in your favorite podcast app. And in the meantime, don't let perfection be the enemy of progress.